0: God bless you guys. All right, we good? Amen. I'm gonna ask you guys to stand one more time. Is that okay? We're gonna get into into God's word. We're gonna get right into it. But you know, uh, I like to, I like to stand and 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 I like I, I always do this. I, I'm gonna ask you guys to close your eyes, and I'm gonna read some scripture off to you guys. And I just want you to close your eyes so you can really listen. It's not gonna be on the screens. This is simply for you to hear. Amen. In Matthew 16, 24, I'm going to read the message version because this version is really, really cool. I'll read other versions after. but So you guys get to to really hear it in today's context. It says, then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me, and I I will show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. Another version says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Another version says, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. Take up your cross and follow me. Father God, this morning, we just pray that you have your way. That nothing of me comes forth today but all of you. Lord, let me be a mere vessel, Father. Prepare our hearts to continue to receive whatever, what you have already started this morning. Thank you for what you're doing and thank you for what you're about to do transformation begins right now in jesus name we prepare ourselves amen you may be seated family all
1: right
0: now i don't gotta clap i don't know what just happened now i promise to be about 20 to 25 minutes about what'd you guys say yes no okay three hours No, to be honest with you, the reason I'm about 20, 25 minutes is because that's as about as much as I got in me. I just, I'm not a talker, I'm a doer, and uh, I, can do, I can do this for about 20, 25 minutes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they always say, 40, I'd be like, yeah, 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 no, 20, 25 minutes, easy, okay? I'm up here, I'm in charge now, amen? 20, 25 minutes, and we'll, we'll do this. My wife told me not to make jokes, so I'm sorry. I'm already joking around, I'm sorry, okay. So for the last year, I don't know, some of you may know this, some of you may not know this, I have been the, the music director for the, for the worship team here, and um, it's been yeah, struggle. I don't know if I want to use that word. It's been tough sometimes, right? Because initially when I got asked to do this position, I thought, oh yeah, it's going to be easy. You know, a lot of you don't know this, but I have been a professional musician and involved in ministry for uh, next year makes 20 years of my life, 20 years. But I'm only 22, so you do the math. I see a lot of you going, he's 59. Uh, no, I was young. I, I was young when I started, and I've been, I've been a professional paid musician and involved in ministry for about 20 years now. So I'm thinking, I got this. Easy, right? I'm going to go up there. I'm going to play some music. I'm going to tell them what to play. Not a problem. It's going to be good. That's not what happened. Ladies and gentlemen, see, what, what it is is that when you're involved in ministry, And when you're in leadership in ministry, any ministry, as I was helping out Pastor Ephraim, I realized that it was so much more involved than my God-given talents. I couldn't just go in there like I used to. See, I've been the music director for a year, but I've been on the worship team pretty much since the existence of this church. So for the last 10 years, I've been on this team. But what was different, right? I had to go in there a little bit differently. And I realized that, man, I'm a mess, (laughs) I need to be an example in every aspect of my life. And there's not that very many musicians on the team, as you can see, but still that pressure just is is on my shoulders, amen? Can anyone relate to that? But let me give you a little more of a a glimpse into my world a little bit, okay? You see, on this worship team that you see every single week, amazing team, amen? Give Give them a little hand. I'm going I'm to name off some, some of the people involved in this team, okay? And you're going to feel my stress increase. You're going to feel what I go through on a weekly basis. On this very team, on any given week, I have pastor, pastor Michelle as a member. Not that she's bad, meaning I have Pastor Michelle, who's married to Pastor George, your senior pastor, right? I have Pastor Melissa who's married to Pastor Mark. <laughs> pastor Allison, Pastor Bert on keyboard. I have Nate, who's not a pastor, but he is the past, He is the son of a pastor, Pastor Ephraim, who is the pastor over the worship team. A lot of pastors. Who happens to be married to Deacon Margie. On, on drums, I have Deacon Freddie, married to Deacon Stacy. And worst of, I mean, best of all, I have my beautiful, loving, talented, forgiving wife, Megan, who is the daughter of Pastor George and Pastor Michelle. I don't know if you've ever been uh, called a leader in a month, in a, with a bunch of bosses. <laughs> and I don't know if you know what that stress feels like. Like, yeah, you, what you going to tell me that I don't already know? But that's what it feels like every single week in this church. You know what I mean? That's the kind of stress that I go through. Lovely people, amazing people, and they don't treat me any badly. And we don't believe in titles is really nothing to us in this church, right? But I'm giving you the idea of, you know, but you still have a respect towards what they've accomplished. 20 years? They've been doing it for 20 years and even longer, right? So I'm there like, (laughs) this is tough. And so I had a tough year. During this year, I learned that I needed to work on some stuff. I have a confession to make. Can I make a confession? My family loves when I do this. (laughs) I am completely my worst enemy, right? I'm capable of doing the dumbest things, like really, really dumb. I have dumb behavior, and I have to make a conscious effort on a weekly basis to not be a total moron and just, you know, be the worst kind of person that I could be. Can I say those words The kids are in children's church? I have to physically and spiritually do everything in my nature not to be just a bad person. Just me. I don't know about you guys. No, wait. I'm not alone. Some of you are pretty nasty people too. (laughs) If you're nasty, if if you're disgusting people, give me a little... One, two, three. Got him. Bert, Bert, camera on, on Molly. We got him. You see, you know how... I, you guys are know better than me. Some of you are vile, disgusting people who are capable of nasty, wicked behavior. And you know how I know? Ask me how I know. Great question. Because I see it with my own eyes every single week. I'm playing guitar, and I look over to my right, and you ever... um. You ever saw a mom in church and the kid being real bad? It was so, and she doesn't necessarily say or do anything, but she gives them the look like, when I get out of here, I'm going to sonic boom you out of, the, out, of, out of your body. You know what I mean? That's what it feels like sometimes when I see you guys. I can see the wickedness wanting to come out. You know how else I know? Because some of you hurt me. Y'all hurt my feelings sometimes, the way you guys act around me and look at me. When I came on this stage, I guarantee you there were some people who went, oh, my God, I knew he was going to preach at some point. I'm out of here. Well, guess what? When I came on the stage and saw some of you here, I was like, "Good." no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's not holy. Because some of us are just really nasty people. Isn't it awesome how we encourage you here at the Sanctuary Fellowship? Can you give the church a hand? (laughs) That's the new promo. You guys are wicked. Come to the Sanctuary Fellowship for the newest, most positive message you can possibly get you see but we're not the only ones and the reality is that i don't feel because we're so wicked so bad that god really needs us and i know he uses us but i don't know if he needs us right do you agree if you had somebody who was just nasty and attitude and attitude problems and did whatever they want you wouldn't want to hang around these people i don't need you in my life but god Look what the Bible says. See, God is so awesome. In Acts 17, 24 to 26, Paul says it this way. He says, He is a God who made the world and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples and human hands can't serve his needs for he has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything and he satisfies every need. From one man he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall, and he determined their boundaries. God don't need you, but yeah, he uses us anyway. In Genesis two nineteen, let's go to the beginning. Two nineteen twenty, it says, "So the Lord formed from the ground all of the wild animals and the birds of the sky. He brought them to man, A.K.A. Adam." To see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gives names to all the livestock and all the birds in the sky and all the animals. You see, God didn't need Adam. He literally just created him. What does Adam know about anything? He did all of the work. He created nothing. He created everything from nothing, from dirt, the Bible says, all of the beauty, and then he brings that blessing to who? Man. And says, now you name it. This is a side note, family. Some of us in our lives, God is working big time. He's creating all of the opportunity for us. And just because he brings us that blessing and says, now you can name it, doesn't mean that we deserve the credit for that. Somebody needed to hear that this morning. God is delivering some blessings to you, and he's asking you to name it. But remember, who did all of the work, who created the heaven and the earth from dust. You see, God didn't need Adam, just like he doesn't need us. We're messed up people. However, the Bible does describe a very messed up generation, just like me and just like you. In Ephesians 4, 17 through 24, it says this. With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do. You guys are ready for some gossip? This is like you ever heard somebody come up to you and say, look, in Jesus' name, check out what, what happened. Like, this is gossip going down right now. I'm going to tell, tell you how nasty people could be. And the person who's talking about them is going in. You ready? It says, don't, do, don't be like the Gentiles. For they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness, and they wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against them. Does that sound familiar? Some of us are walking around like, no, 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 I'm not going to receive from what God has for me today. Y'all yeah, can laugh. It's okay. It says, yeah, we we're so hard, and we're so hard. We don't want to talk to people. Some of us are, are physically going out of our way to ignore certain people, Right? We go, we come in here like, mm-hmm. nah. She was, she was, she was playing me last week, so nah, I'm not gonna happen today. We're hard, we're hardened people. It says they they have no sense of shame, they live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Y'all nasty. Not me, but that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him, throw off your sinful nature. And your formal former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception, instead let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes and put on your new nature created by created to be like God, truly righteous and holy recently I went on vacation amen for vacation um and I had this opportunity to go to Miami. Isn't that awesome? I guess not, okay. A lot of jealousy in this church, don't no? you feel? I went on one vacation in two years, and you're,
1: cricket, cricket,
0: that's fine. I don't get to go on vacation very often, but I had the opportunity to do so. And every time I do, I always try to find some kind of spiritual something. I don't know if that's just me. Uh, and uh, yes, I go for the relaxation, cool, and everything, and, and it was nice. And I went for seven days. But what, ev- what I always try to look for is is, like, God, I want to hear you. I want to... Th- something fresh, and I want to come back, and I want to just run. I want to run with that fresh uh, anointing and that fresh vision, right? So I always look for that. Seven days and nothing. And I heard some awesome stories. I heard people talk about how they, you know, made money and everything, and I was like, whoo, that's that's awesome, but God, this ain't it. This ain't for me. Like, I don't get it. It's just not speaking to me like I need it to speak to me, and I'm, I'm looking for it and looking for it. Finally, we're on our way home And we're taking a shuttle to go back to the airport. And the shuttle driver's loading our stuff. And he goes, hey, where are you guys going? And I said, well, we're going back home to New York. And he goes, oh, I'm from New York. Typical Florida Indians, right? None of them are from Florida. They're all from here, by the way. So thank you, my brother. So I say, uh, oh, yeah, New York, what part? And he goes, oh, I'm from Brooklyn. I said, I'm from Brooklyn. FYI, I ain't from the Bronx. I'm from Brooklyn. Let it be known. One person, thank you, thank you. There's another one in here, at least two. You know, don't get beat up. So I say, oh, I'm from Brooklyn, and, he, and I and I say I'm, I, I grew up in Williamsburg, and he goes, I'm from Williamsburg, and I go, oh my God, Dad. And he <laughs> wasn't my dad though. Um, no, actually, me and my dad are really good. I know my dad. I'm pretty sure that's him. <laughs> nah. So obviously I'm joking, but no. We, I, and so he he becomes very like, obviously he opens up, right? He's we're, we're we're hitting it off, and he's telling us how, for whatever reason, he starts going into very personal information about how he had a, a a hard time transitioning from New York to 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 Florida life. And he said that he when he came out to to Miami that he had a very uh, New York attitude, and he had a uh, he wanted everything in a New York minute, right? Aren't we like that? That sounds just like us because we live here. And he talked about how he had a difficult time taking orders from people because he said the jobs weren't the same. Like you, didn't, you don't go out there and become a boss. You go out there and you work and people tell you what to do. And he had a hard time. And he wanted to be the boss and take over. And, me, and he said, no, 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 no. Do. We don't do that here. Just take orders and you'll be fine. And he had a hard time doing that. And I started seeing myself in that, you know. I started, and it started, and that right there I knew. I was like, this is it, God. This is what I needed. I knew that my, my attitude, my way of thinking, my New York... You know, you know, in New York, we have this thing about respect. Don't disrespect me, son. Don't disrespect me. Disrespect? Like, no, dude, pick up... All I'm asking is for you to pick up after your, your garbage. Don't disrespect me and tell me about my garbage. I'll leave my garbage where I want to, right? Don't we like that? Don't tell me what to do. We have a, 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 a space issue, too, right? No matter how packed the train is, no one can get in your face. If they get in your face, it's like... You, you throwing on elbows like, yo, yo, man, woman, kid, we don't even care. Like, hey, yo, yo, why are you disrespecting me? It's always a respect thing with us. And he said he couldn't be like that. And he, and he said that when he changed his perception, when he changed, in other words, his thoughts and his attitude as described in Ephesians, things started to happen. You see, family, he couldn't go into his new territory with his old way of thinking. And maybe you're just like me. Maybe you're just like me with 20 years of experience and you got this, right? Nothing could phase you and you could walk into your new seasoning, into your new territory, doing the same old you, being the same old me, picking up your pants like that. But I don't believe we could operate under, under that same old authority. The problem is some of us have been walking in this in new, new, new territory for years looking the same. Have you ever planted a seed in good ground? What eventually happens? It grows. It starts to change. It starts to get rooted and then starts to grow from there. What's happening in church today to a lot of us is that we're walking around here still looking like seeds. Even deeper, we're dirty and exposed because we're coming out of our ground so that we don't become rooted. Years and years, we're the same, we're the same, we're the same, doing the same old thing. No change. Then we go as far as to blame it on the ground. The church ain't good. That's why the church ain't feeding me. So tell me why 80, uh, 80% of the church is growing and not you. Is it running out of food? Or are you not eating? It's really real good, man. I mean, we have it in us. We want to go on Saturday to the club. We want to get down. But on Sunday morning, we can barely raise our hands to Jesus. We get into relationships with, with, our, with our special someone and we give our all. We call out of work because we want to spend the day like, oh, look, I'm going to call out sick. <laughs> We're going to the movies today, right? We give everything. We sacrifice money, everything. But we can't spend five minutes in God's presence. We can't, I just did a Gary. Y'all saw that? Pastor Gary, that was for you. But we can't spend five minutes in God's presence. We're not good people. We serve a good, good father. we just sang that, but we're not good people. We're not appreciative of what God has done for us. We easily lose that focus and we become the nasty, wicked people that we've been born into becoming, that we've been taught by from gener- generation to generation, from the Gentiles all the way down to us. So why, after all of the our wickedness and after everything that I've just described to you, why does God still bring us the blessing and say, name the animals? Maybe it's because God does not see us the way we see ourselves, or the way that we actually are. But maybe it's because God sees us as more than conquerors, as victorious, as a new creation. You see, in 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 17, it says this. It says, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone a new life has begun. In Romans 8:39 it says no power in the sky above or in the earth below indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, I want you to know that in spite of your weakness, in spite of our messed up behavior, In spite of our daily mistakes, God says, I see you differently. I see you as a new creation, as a beautiful creation, and I love you. See, family, some of us have been like hopscotch, one foot in, one foot out. And we're playing God, and we're playing church like that. And maybe in fear of the commitment, maybe in fear of what being all in means. Or, makes, or means that you have to become immediately. But God is saying, I got you. We just wrapped up this series called Make It Matter, right? The only way to make it matter if you tell God, God, I'm all in. You can start playing that, bro. You see, this is your opportunity and your chance to change your perception and to start to see yourself as god sees you just like in matthew 16 and 24 it doesn't say deny the devil it doesn't say deny the 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 wicked behavior things that you've been doing it doesn't say deny this person or that person or this thing or that thing what does it say what did we just read it says deny yourself I'll read it again. It says, you're not in the driver's seat. I am, God says. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you. Self-help is no help at all. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up the cross and follow me. Must deny themselves. Another version says, if you want to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. forget everything that you are because right now we're nothing, we're wicked we're, well, you know what we're capable of but through Christ we're beautiful, strong, amazing we're a new creation this morning I felt the need to remind this congregation that as a new creation and stepping into this new season that we're going into forget the mistakes forget the things that you've done wrong and this morning just be that new creation it's so easy to get wrapped up and it's so easy to repeat the mistakes over and over now don't get me wrong family I don't want to give you permission to say well now I can mess up every day because God sees me as a new creation no like we talked about if you plant that seed out we expect growth amen but what I'm telling you is don't wait wait some of us are, are playing that hopscotch, waiting to become that new creation, waiting to see change. But God is saying, I need you now and I can use you now. I see you different. This morning, I told you this was going to be fast. If you want to change your perception of what you look like in the mirror to what God sees you as, I want to give you this opportunity this morning to complete the transformation that God has already started today. We've been talking about this the entire morning, even from the prayer room. We're talking about new creation, being new, being this, whatever. Then Michelle comes, Pastor Michelle comes up and she prays and she says, you can do this. Don't let people see how other people see you, right? God sees you differently. We've been doing it from A to Z. Right now, this is the opportunity to complete that and close that and say, Jesus, I receive it. If you want to receive that this morning, I'm going to ask that you stand right where you are. And I'm going to invite Pastor Miguel to come up. And he's going to help us seal this transformation in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. Scripture declares, Behold, I have made all things new. Behold, I have made all things new. Meaning, this is something that you got to see, that I have done. A lot of times we continue to keep trying to change ourselves and change ourselves and change ourselves, but God is saying, stop focusing on what you're not and see what I have done in you. See, the scripture also says that if you really want change, behold, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord you are transformed into that same image from glory to glory see faith comes by hearing a lot of the times preaching we preach about sin and we preach that you're this and you're this and you're this and you're you're that and you're not this and you're not this and you're not this and you're not that and therefore we start believing that this is what we're not I'm not this God so then we put forth effort in our own selves ability to try to change ourselves but it has nothing to do with yourselves this has to do with faith This is not a life that you live. This is a life that you believe. So if you want to be something new in Christ, then wake up and see something that He has already done in you. This is a reality. This is already so. Your work is not making it so. In the spirit, it is so. I need more faith to believe. I need to do this. I need to do that. You just need to see. Behold, He has already made all things new. So you guys need to embrace who you truly are in Christ Own that Instead of owning the words of others the, the words of the past Own who you truly are this very moment Own that I am the beloved of God I am the righteousness of God I am the son of God I am In the spirit See sometimes when we try to work it out We outside Remember he said, Jason said, The old has been passed away. Behold, I make all things new. The new is in the spirit. See, the the identity is a connection between two people. is you and Christ in union with each other. You can't be who you are outside of him. It's true that he's made you something. But what you are is in your union with him. Outside of that, you're trying to be something that you already are and it won't work. So who's ready today to say, all things have passed, away. behold, I'm focusing on Christ, I'm focusing on him and me. I no longer live, it's the Christ who lives in me, but the life that I now live, I'm living by the faith of the Son of God. You know what the faith of the Son of God is? It's what God believes about you. It's what God believes about you. Don't let a thought come into your mind that God wouldn't think about you. Don't unite your double mind with an affection that's something that God wouldn't even feel about you. Unite and be in oneness and that union with God. This is God's reality about you. We sang it. It's God's reality. It already is so. So by faith, seize that right now. Amen? Amen. Seize that right now. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. Let's just become aware of Christ. As we behold in the mirror the glory of the Lord, we are transformed into that same image. We are God's offspring. Father, we thank you that we are your offspring. Where you are is what we are. The new creature in Christ is the only creature that lives his life from the life of God. Father we we deny the old today Father God. We stop trying to change the old. We stop trying to wrestle with the old. We stop trying to 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 magnify the old with our focus Father God. But this day Lord God, we change oh Lord God by seeing who you say we are, by believing what you believe we are, by standing on the ground of the rock because you said Lord God, it's the revelation of who you are Lord God that would also in turn tell me who I am. Peter Upon this rock, you will build my church. You were Simon, but now you're Peter. You're a chip off the old block, Peter. You're a chip off the old block. So, Father, right now, by faith, we seize. We mix this word by faith. And we declare who we are in your eyes. We declare, Father God, and we decree... That right now and forever will be, we are the sons and daughters of God in the earth, Father God. That we possess the power and the authority and the might and the dominion of God, Father God. Right now we speak to the storms in our life, Father God. We speak to the natural storms in the world, Father God. Jesus. You know something? Satan has no power, no authority. The Bible says that he was disarmed. The only authority that he has is by you giving it to him by what you believe he's doing in your life. Now if this is true, and we see in the word of God that Satan created natural disasters and storms and sicknesses and diseases, he got that because you gave him that ability. So how come he believes in your ability and your identity and we stand and don't believe in it ourselves? We need to stand on the righteousness of God and who God says that we are. Because whenever we walk in the room, it's a presence of God that says, boom, I'm here. And the atmosphere got to change. The sickness got to change. Everything has to line up because check it out. Like the Red Sea split, here I am. Demons got to move out my way when I step into the place. Who can stand against you if God is with you? This is your inheritance as a son and daughter of God. This is your identity. Embrace this. Own this. Put this on like a garment. The garment of praise, the Bible says. Why is it a garment? Because we need to put this on. We need to sink in the spirit and not live outside of the spirit. We are spirit beings, amen? Oh, man. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say son. Somebody say I am what I am. By the grace of God. Amen, amen. Ephraim, somebody up here comes somebody sing a song or something right now. I'm going to start singing. Jesus, 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 Jesus. So now you know what our responsibility is. Stop practicing the presence of yourself. Stop being aware of the self and this and this and that. Your self is in Christ. Practice the presence of Christ. Learn how to sit in his presence and behold him because when you behold him, there's something that changes within you that when you step out of that place that you become that love that you once beheld. You become. That's why the Bible says be holy, be righteous. He's already made you something, not become something. He's already made you to be something. You just got to be that. You just got to be that. You can't can't really struggle with things of the flesh or the fear or this when you're focusing on the spirit and who he says you are. In other words, you're going to fear and you're going to struggle because now you got your eyes off of God and who he says you are and you put them on yourself. It's time to rise up, family. It's time to rise up. It's time to awaken and rise up. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah.